Hi folks, how are you? Um, hope this finds you well. Uh, you had a great weekend. Maybe you had the opportunity to watch something either in a cinema or at home or on the go maybe. Uh, if you want to share what you've been loving at the minute, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to get in touch with us, it's very easy. We've got an email address, uh, which is info at edithbowman.com. Um, I was lucky enough last week to host a couple of things with David O. Russell for his new film, Amsterdam. That's got uh, an incredibly brilliant and powerful cast in the form of Andre Riseborough, Margot Robbie, Christian Bale, John David Washington, Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, amongst many, many others. And I'm very pleased to say that I was able to record uh, a wonderful conversation with David uh, about the film, about the music in the film, about working with Daniel Pemberton. So that is coming for you in a couple of weeks time. But I'm very excited about our latest guest on Soundtrack and who I think has made an absolutely sensational film, which you can watch right now on Netflix. Sometimes you get these films that you don't know anything about, you get the opportunity to watch them and they pretty much stop you in your tracks. That's exactly what this next director and film have done for me. Roman Gavras as Athena explores the chaos that erupts in the eponymous French estate in the wake of a brutal killing in electrifying fashion. I've seen it twice already, I should add, and I genuinely can't wait to watch it again. It really is jaw-dropping from the very opening scene, which I think is a work of art as of itself. Athena scored by Generation, which is Roman's collaborative creative project with his friend Benoit Heides, aka Sarkin, and we'll begin with one of the cues from the film Gamma. Nice to meet you. How are you? I'm okay. Thank you for um, the time today to talk about your stunning film, Athena. Congratulations, first of all. It is astounding. Oh, I loved it. Thank you very much. Where where did you see it? I've seen it twice, actually. I watched it on a screener and then I watched it actually in a a screening in, in London. What I what I do want to do is is go and watch it in a massive cinema with a huge sound system because the the score on this is it's a real character. It's a real is a real presence, has a real power, both for the characters, for the story, for the location. I think for all of that. Let's start at the beginning, if that's all right, of this this film. And and what was the kind of what was the catalyst to to telling the story and and you know and co-writing the story? So it, it first came with um with a want with Laj who who Laj Lee who I co-wrote the film with to work together. I mean we've been we know each other since we are uh, teenagers and we've been collaborating on like if I do something he'll come and help if I <laughs> do something I'll come and help and we have a crew of filmmakers with him Kim Chapiron and Toumani Sangare and it was the first time where uh, before lockdown we we were thinking of like writing something together and almost in the form of a of a um, of a Greek tragedy, you know, we wanted to be yeah. inside the sparkle that 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 would um, uh, start a fire to a nation, you know. So, like, almost the, like to start with the intimate pain of a 
of a brotherhood that gets torn apart and their rage and their pain is going to like spill out through the neighborhood and spill out through the country. So it was really to be inside that, that, that story, but to mm. tell it in a very symbolic and in a very, like, in, like, like a Greek tragedy, you know, like Greek tragedy has the, the unity of time, you know, like uh, it starts with sun, with uh, sunrise uh, and with sunset, like, and the, the act of violence at the beginning of it is never seen, you know, like yeah. because before you couldn't see the, the blood on stage. So the act of violence that originates everything and that's going to create the destiny that's going to push everyone towards chaos is not to be seen and it's reported by Adele at the beginning. The performances in this, you're on everyone's side, but particularly with Kareem and this extraordinary actor, Sammy, who I can't believe he's never done anything before. He's talk about passion and his talent falling out of the screen like a wave coming out the screen he just you can't take your eyes off him and um, do you mind talking a little bit about, about casting him and and abdo as well because i think those two in particular have, are, are just out of this world where did you find him well it, my my casting director uh, mohammed Belama is like very very good and like we knew before we were greenlit you know, with casting, especially young people, even b- before you're sure to make the movie, you start casting because mm. you know it's going to take a long time to find. Uh, you know, I-, I wanted like a 19 year old that you know never acted. I mean, we looked around uh, around actors and everything, but he had something that that was very special. Like for, for this character, it-, it was tricky because you need to he needs to has to have the gravitas and the charisma of someone that's gonna you know, drag 300 kids around him Absolutely. and yourself not asking the question, why are they following him, you know? And he has that. And at the same time, so to have like this toughness, but also to have some fragility, which he has, like he, 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 he you kind of want to cuddle him as well, you know, like, a, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so, so he has that, that fragility and that uh, chief warrior type of vibe. And so I think during the first casting tape, I saw something, you know, like where, it was an altercation moment, like in the casting tape, and he started crying out of nowhere. He couldn't control it, crying of rage. And I think there's going to be a making of like where 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 we showcase that 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 tape. Yeah, and th- and then basically he 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 was uh, very curious, you know, on time all the time, very curious about the craft of cinema and just like watching everything, you know, like on, on set at the beginning, I always tell the younger comedian, you can, because now with phones, they're always on their phones. They're like, <laughs> I always tell them like, you're in the middle of, you know, like people would pay a lot of money to be at this moment in the middle of something where everyone, especially on this set, everyone, it was like a champion league set from the, the, the camera operators to my DOP to my assistant. Like everyone was very on their, on their A game. So I was like, look at everyone's work. And he, you know, he started like from from week one, he started to get it and and look at everyone asking questions, the way he was filmed, like the, mm-hmm. so so he got it really quickly. And Dali playing um, playing Abdel, uh, my producer produced a video music video for that band The Blaze where he was in it, and he's, he's territory. Uh, was he in territory? Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. No! Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's, I, he's, I'm obsessed with that, yeah. that song and that video. I just think it's yeah, kind yeah. of 
Oh, yeah. Completely amazing. He's like, uh, and he's also, but like, he's a confirmed actor. He's like a Shakespearean actor. He can do, he can do everything. He's like, that is going to become a superstar, basically. They both are. They absolutely yeah, both yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see what's next for them in terms of that. Yeah. But the opening sequence, you're kind of, the way that you draw us in as an audience is is beautiful and brilliant. You have, you had me from the first breath, basically. But I kind of finished watching it the first time and then I was in my head going, how the hell did he do that? Because there's so much going on in each of those frames and that movement and that choreography and the journey that the camera's making, the actors are making, the story's making as well. Um, you know, and even that, that first kind of, till you have that first cut, you know, that's kind of a beautiful piece of cinema. It not including the rest of the film. Do you mind talking a little bit about just the construction of that and the rehearsal, the preparation yeah. that went into that? So, so, so there's two aspects to that to that shot. The, the first was a narrative aspect where we needed to introduce both parties, both the characters, like the the two main brothers that were going to be face to face during the film, and to do it in one shot. You know, like to like have present Dali, present the situation, then present Karim, present the the third character, which is the estate, which is Athena. So mm-hmm. we go all around Athena to like just see what's what's happening and then finish with the kids waiting. So like the, the challenge was in, um, before the technical challenge, the narrative challenge was to, with, a, with very few words and very few indication, show the stakes, show the geography and show the main characters, you know, like, uh, uh, and it's not a lot of exposition of characters. You know, you, usually you expose your characters, where they come from, their background and everything. But here we, we took the, the, the kind of bet of like being straight in it and straight if like if the actors embody and their characters, we're going to be with them. You know, we're going to yeah. be with them a little bit, little, the way they act, the way they inter- interact with each other. We're going to have a little hint of who they are, what their psychology, their psyche is. And so that, 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 was, that was like, thematically and um and, and narratively the the challenge and then there was the technical challenge which was like a, a quite high what we did is like we shot the whole film in order and chronology like so yeah. from after that shot we shot the whole film in chronology for the actors for me it was better you know because they go from a to b and in their state of mind it, it, it was important and because we only shot in the same place that was possible but we kept the opening scene for the end because we thought we're going to be so educated to do those oneers that by the end, the first shot that's the most technical is going to be easier, I guess, you know. But yeah. we, we rehearsed the, f- the way we did it is we rehearsed the whole film for two months with just the actor, a camera, a few cartons to show the space and everything. And like we had to really, you know, have confidence that it was going to be better than what we saw on our little camera. Because there's a version of the film that's really shitty and it's just a little camera. <laughs> <laughs> an actor pretending there's hundreds of extra around him, like Dali really walking, like pushing <laughs> yeah. imaginary friends, basically. And, and, <laughs> and then that scene, we, st- we stopped, like when we finished the film, when we finished the nights, we stopped for a week, rehearsed it. Like, for example, the, 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 the truck scene, we rehearsed it on an air, on, um, airfield strip where we, we, we put the, the, the length of the road we were going to shoot in. 
and and because we we needed to train to pass the camera from from a, basically a motorcycle the, the operator is in front of a motorcycle passes the camera inside the truck and go so we had wow. to rehearse all that you know and and little by little rehearse that rehearse that with the fireworks rehearse that with the extras rehearse that so so it's layers and layers and the cigarette <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. the cig- and the cigarette i love that bit it's kind yeah. of like yeah and whilst this is all going on you have this this score this beautiful kind of you know, over the opening scenes, it kind of really creates atmosphere. And I, I wanted to ask, you know, in, in the films that you've worked in in the past, you've worked, you know, with, with Jamie XX and Sebastian. And for this one, Generation, is that is that what how I yeah. should refer to him? You yeah. know, because he, he has, has a few monikers. But the, you know, I know that you've collaborated in the past and you've worked together, but why was was he right for this? And what were, what were you, what did you want for this film? And what were the conversations? So so it was very specific what, what I wanted. And we, we kind of like, a um, uh, circuit who we, we have this project generation together. Uh, we talked a lot before the, when I was prepping, I, I had like specific ideas thematically, which were like um, the songs of a, of, a, of, a, of a friend of both of us that passed away 10 years ago called DJ Mehdi, who had those like very iconic, like uh, uh, French rap tunes. And, and so we, we kind of took thematically those, those um, the essence of the themes of those tunes and uh, and made them into like choirs and philharmonic uh, uh, philharmonic music. For me, when when I scout and when I um, rehearse, I like to have the music, you know, because it's gone. It especially in something like that that's like constructed like a Greek tragedy and sometimes a bit like an opera. We we needed to. I needed to have that that kind of like uh, music in my head all the time. And like in Greek tragedy, you know, you have the choirs coming out all the time. The voices, that, that, yeah. That are telling the story. And my friend Nodas Papas from uh, from Greece wrote wrote those. Uh, wrote those ly- lyrics in Greek that, that come and narrate the, the story. So we didn't subtitle it because it, it's it's more part of the thing, but like it's very epic lyrics. It's like uh, at the beginning, the theme of Karim, the the, the, the lyrics in Greek go, uh, son, so, uh, son, of the, son of the darkness, come out into light and show violence to the gods. You know, like it's, <laughs> well, you know, when you have that.
And so, yeah, the idea was to do that with uh, with him and to 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 do it very um, very you know like with we had real orchestra, real Greek choirs, kids choirs from London, and then he process everything in his small studio so with like old machines and computers just so it doesn't sound like uh too much like star wars but it still has like a like a like a, like a little you know uh modern sound to it as well yeah, like ancient yeah. And modern at the same time Correct me if I'm wrong, but it, there definitely feels like there's a, a different musical perspective depending on whose point of view we're in as well. Yeah, exactly. It's like Star Wars. Like they all have like their their theme, and like Karim has has the theme uh, that gets declined the most times. Like there's the there's this his theme when um, for the first shot, you know, when they're gonna mm. win, and like the what I was telling Sirkin, who who made the music, I was telling him that it needs to have two two emotions, like an emotion that says like, we won the battle, but an emotion that says at the same time, we know we're going to lose the war. So so, so it's almost like a, a double emotion with winning and melancholia at the same time. And then we decline his team, like there's the Darth Vader version to go back to a Star Wars reference of, mm-hmm. of his team where he goes, you know, where violence like overtakes him and he gets more and more violent. And the same for the cops. The cops have their, their theme and their mm-hmm. lyrics as well in Greek. So, so everyone, and there's the theme of uh, of Idir, the, the young kid that died when he looks at the portrait, and so that that comes back as well. Oh, yeah, like a like the a voices like a come in. Yes, yeah, exactly. the, the way the voices come in as he's looking at the picture and he starts to cry, yeah. and and then the piano just comes in. Oh, wow! It's just yeah. it's it's so powerful. Really, really is. The music was was a key element because I I, I really like to work with music, and we really wanted to construct that film again like a like a Greek tragedy and sometimes like an opera, you know, where music, you know, it's more, the film is more about sensations and emotions and and the way sim- symbolic pictures are, are intertwined with symbolic music. Uh, yeah, so, so it has its own language kind of thing.
there's a there's a bit as well where um as they're they're in prayer and it's it's again it's kind of it's a really sort of subtle kind of shift in the in the cue and the score and stuff but it it's it's the way that it's it's telling us things about the situation the characters the emotion really as well that's a I really love that that piece of cue as well. I thought that was really brilliant. yeah because you have you have the prayer and then that creeps in. We made we made the theme of Idir, the young kid that died creep creep in very very subtly, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think also there's there's because you have those Greek choirs intertwined with this um, um, you know Arabic morning praying. It it just creates something of like. Um, you know, what France says now as well, like a, a mix of like a lot of different things, you know. Yeah, that's really interesting because I remember um, I remember when I was in Cairo, I think it was, and the the, the, the kind of prayers being, the, the sound of the kind of prayers around the city, you kind of can't escape it at those specific times. And it's it's amazing how powerful things like that can be when they're, they're mixed in with other situations or yes. just, just living or just existing and stuff. It's kind of it resonates hugely I think going to talk more about another scene as well when you when the male voices kind of score his speech my notes are terrible from trying to sort of watch and write by the two times whilst I've watched the film but there's a beautiful continuous shot where music doesn't last for the whole scene but it comes back in and there's a pounding when we see the feds moving in yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the deeper more male voices and is there the sound of horses did yeah, I imagine that? Yeah, yeah. You, on the on the right side, on the right side of the screen, you see horses because, like, you know, like in France. So, so because the film, because we made it as a Greek tragedy, we enhanced a little bit reality. Usually, in it's not like England. In England, you have um, horses with uh, <laughs> of, in riots. In France, you don't. But I wanted that scene to look like uh, basically to have cues everywhere in the film that 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 looks like um, the. Uh, conflicts through times you know like yeah. where that looks like a fortress so we yeah we added we added in construction like uh like uh turrets to the to the estate and horses and you know ladders you know like the 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 the, the, the police guy the um, the riot police guy that was like um you know you always have someone that uh that's on set to tell you oh usually we do it like this he was like yeah man we We'd never do it like this. I was like, yeah, but that's the point, you know, like, uh, like, like, it's not supposed to be. A, yeah, it's not a documentary. It's supposed to be a painting from Delacroix because the idea, and this is why we we call the Athena. It, it has to be for me. It has to feel like a conflict that could happen during the Trojan War or medieval times or in the future. You know, it, it's because because I see patterns where it's always the same patterns, and we wanted to convey also that thematically through uh, through images. And yes, you hear horses in that scene. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't going crazy. I thought yeah, I was yeah. going mad. <laughs> How was the editing process 
you know, do you kind of go in and shoot what you need or, or with this was, what was the kind of the editing well, sort of process for you? It, it was, Benjamin? It was, it's a very different grammar than, than a normal film, just because mm-hmm. of all those wonders. And, and so with Benjamin, uh, uh, who edits all my film, the conversation was more when we were doing the rehearsals, because the rehearsals made us time the film, you know, like, when is it yeah. going? Because to follow someone going from A to B, if he's not charged with something or if there's nothing happening, can be very boring, you know, like, uh, so, yeah. so because we were kind of linked to that, like I was, he, he was editing piece by piece because it's long takes of like three, four, five minutes. And, and, you know, like during the rehearsal, I was calling him like, oh, you know, does it make sense? Like as a 20 minute, he's like, oh yeah, we're losing a bit of, you know, so, so it was on, on conversation, but inset because once the film was finished, there's no, there was no safety net, you know, like if it doesn't work, yeah. it doesn't work, you know, like that's uh, <laughs> yeah. because it's, it's, it's just in terms of, so every main character has, when we go into him, it has, he's, he's filming a one and, and the camera doesn't cut to give the impression in real time. And when our main POV characters meet, we allow ourselves to have like a point of view, counter point of view, but very mm-hmm. simple just to still keep the impression of real time. And so the, the, at the end of the day, it's not a lot of editing, you know, it's just how you learn from those runners to those cuts moments. And if you do a cut, how it prints, you know, like, for example, when we, when we see Sebastian for the first time, you know, like in his flowers, we cut to him purposely full because we're introducing a new character and like, mm. it makes you feel, okay, that guy is, has its importance. He has, a you know, it, it cuts to his face. So... In a weird way, it was like every cut was debated for for a long time because <laughs> yeah. there's not a lot. You know. Yeah, we were lucky enough to have MIA actually on the podcast um, oh, a nice. while back. Yeah, she, she, saw, was, it, she, she saw it two days ago. She saw Did it. Did she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in LA. I, I, I screened it to her. Uh, oh. had a little screening for her two days ago, yeah. Amazing. I mean, you know, talk about kind of, you know, your work in music videos as well. Uh, and kind of, I think that that's such an important journey as well of kind of understanding the music musicality of film, you know, and how music and pictures can work so beautifully together. And when it's right, it's magic. And, you know, there are people who've got it wrong, but I mean, Bad Girls is up there with one of the most iconic music videos of all time. Well, thank you. Oh, well, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I mean I love I love music videos. I think music videos are like uh, if a film can be a novel, like music videos when they're done well, they can be little poems. You know what I like about them is that you you don't need to have like a very intertwined uh, narrative. It can be very symbolic, and and it's it's about a feeling, you know, and about and about uh, style and iconography and how you put new images to the world, you know. I think for for a director, that's the responsibility to the world is that is putting new images out there and putting a new way of conveying emotions and and iconography again. And I think she's great because like most of the music videos I do, you you don't have the the singer or like the front people or like a, but because usually you just don't want to film them. Uh, and yeah. she's so she's so cool <laughs> on camera. Obviously, the videos has cars on two wheels and everything and like impressive stuff. But she's so amazing she's and like carries it so well that that it, it, it makes it a banger, I guess. You know. Yeah. 
because you know what she's saying in her music is so important to her and like you say she's trying to either ignite a conversation or say something that's really important or address an issue or whatever and and she does it so brilliantly so creatively in her music and and that's what's so great about the film is it just it kind of just takes that to the next level you know with the kind of imagery and and it's it's so iconic I love watching that that video it's like, it's one of those ones where it means something. Yeah, yeah, and and, it, and it's 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 also uh, and it's also fun though as well. It's also fun, yeah, exactly. Like I think I think music videos they can be dark, they can be, but like sometimes when you touch a certain category of the pop world, you have to bring new iconography, but also create like a feeling of fun, you know, like uh, <laughs> and and the idea at that time when we did it, I think it was 2012. In 2012, like the iconography in America was the bad guys, you know, like it was the, <laughs> literally the bad guys, like the bad people. Yeah? And like, it, it was fun for us to make the Americans dance and like love <laughs> the iconography that they, they were fed by CNN and by, by Fox News as the bad guys, you know, like, so, yeah, yeah. so that there, there's, there was some cheekiness with it. God, that's crazy. I think it's 10 years old. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, bonkers. Um, do you know what's next? Because, you know, I, I, it's been wonderful to watch your, you know, your journey as a filmmaker and, and the stories you tell, and also kind of crossing different genres of filmmaking as well. You know, it, you're not just kind of being down, you know, taking one route of kind of, of, of type of filmmaking. I think that's been kind of, you know, the world is, is, is yours had that kind of real comedy, dark comedy element to it, which I love. So do you know what's next? Are you... I have, like, to be very honest, I have no idea. It's like, it feels like this film, this film is almost like, you know, stamping kind of like 15 year, years of like work that I've done in a lot of like videos and everything. It's almost like if the videos were the single, like as seen as the album kind of thing. Oh, you know? so, awesome. So, 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 so now it's, I'm, I'm thinking about it, but like, I'm also like, I'm coming out of a tunnel of two years of, because this film was a lot of work. Like I didn't have that much gray hair before the film. And, and, <laughs> and so you. now it's it's about film. You know, it's about reading a lot and like feeding myself with uh, with a lot of things before, you know, before even engaging into something else. Yeah. Well, listen. Huge congratulations on Thank Athena. You. I think it's it's a it's a wonderful piece of cinema, and I can't wait to watch it again. To be honest, and I really yeah. hope you release the score. Yeah, because... we're going to release the score on the day of the, I think Friday, on the day of the release oh. of, the, of the film. Oh, brilliant. Because I want to get it on vinyl so that I can sit and, and listen yes. to it and make that commitment to turning it over. And yeah, amazing. Um, Roman, it's so great to chat to you. Thank you so much Thank for your you time. So and you wish you all much. the best for the film. Take care. Have a good day. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye.
from the score to Athena, that's Pocket Piano, rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with Roman Gavras. Now, before I tell you what's coming up next week, a quick word from our friends at Harry's, who are not just masters of the perfect shave, but also perfect skincare. And in case you don't believe me, or either of those counts, they're giving you the chance to try their products for no more than the price of delivery. So for just £3.95, which it costs to have someone come to your door laden with gifts, you'll get a five-blade cartridge crafted by artisans in their German factory, precision trimmer, foaming shave gel and travel blade cover, as well as a hydrating night lotion which is alcohol-free, contains no sulfates, parabens or dyes. Sounds like the perfect present idea to me. So why don't you start your free skincare journey by redeeming a free Harry's trial set? All you've got to pay is £3.95 for delivery. Just head to harrys.com forward slash sounds to get your free trial set and night lotion delivered to your door. That's harrys.com forward slash sounds. So a huge thanks to Roman for his time. As I said, Athena is available to watch now on Netflix with screenings at selected cinemas also an option. I should also point out that the score is available on pretty much all streaming services. Head to edithbowman.com to catch up with all of our previous episodes, including my chat with the wonderful MIA. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are at Soundtracking UK. And as I said at the start of the show, please do drop me an email we are info at edithbowman.com so David Orosso is coming up in a couple of weeks time but next week I'm really excited to celebrate a pretty brilliant little independent British film called It Is In Us All it stars Cosmo Jarvis as a very interesting character called Hamish. It's directed and written by Antonia Campbell-Hughes and it's composed by Tom Furse, who some of you might know has been a member of The Horrors. So Antonia and Tom are next week's guests on Soundtrack and talking about It Is In Us All. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. <laughs>